Welcome to the Adoption Journey Podcast. I am your host, Tarsha Smith. And today I have a special guest in the building. He is a husband, a father, an author, a pastor, all the things. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bring you in, I'm gonna bring you in. It is my big brother, Pastor C. Terrell Wheat. What is <laughs> up? What is up? So glad to be here, just honored. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited about this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for agreeing to do this. So I have already told the people my story about when I found you guys. So um, for those that don't know, this is my one of two, my biological brother, my real brother. <laughs> yes, we look and, yeah, yeah, we do. That's, that's what they keep telling us. <laughs> and I want to start with asking you, if you wouldn't mind just letting us know what was your childhood like? And I'm asking because I did tell a story about what my childhood was like. Yeah, that's a such a good question. So I grew up in Chicago on the West Side. And if you know anything about the West Side of Chicago, it's just a tough neighborhood. And so I grew up in the ghetto. <laughs> and so um, all the challenges that come with that in terms of gang violence, in terms of just, you know, just poverty, in terms of like education inequality, just the list goes on and on. So it was a, in retrospect, tough. However, while I was in it, I didn't know. It was just my norm, right? And so play ball in the hood, play marbles like everybody else, went to the gym, went to the swimming pool, had my little neighborhood fights. I mean, so it was just a normal life for a kid. So I thought because I have, I have no other reference points. And so in retrospect, it was like, yeah, it was, it, it was real. But while I was in it, it was just fun. I learned, played a lot of sports. Um, and so learned teamwork. Um, just had all type of fun, you know, and we lived in a, um, lived in a few different places, but oftentimes the family was not sufficient space or bedrooms. But again, that was all normal and it was just all good. And so I would say it was rough in retrospect, but while I was in it, it was, it, it is what it is. Right. You were just living life. Just, just living life as a kid. Yes. Right. Right. Because when you're growing up, you think everybody's life is whatever your reality is. I get that. Yes. I get so I'm going to fast forward. And what I did, I went back in our message history mm -hmm. and I was able to find the very first time I reached out to you. And it was on April 18th, 2012. Wow. Right? It's, it's been a minute. And I'm going to read to you what it said. 
it says, now very first time, you don't know me from a can of paint. <laughs> this is, <laughs> so this is what I sent you. It said, hello, I am in search of my biological family and in searching your name came up. I just found out the other day that my birth mother's name is, and I won't say her name. I was adopted by a wonderful family, but I have often wondered about my biological family. I hope I am headed in the right direction. Thanks so much, Tarsha Smith. And I sent that um, and clicked send and held my breath because I didn't know what was waiting for me on the other side. I didn't know you. Um, the only thing, I just saw your picture on Facebook. And I was like, he kind of looked like me. Like I could see it. And I asked Jimmy, I'm like, what you think? He was like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I'm going to send this random stranger, this message off of a picture that I saw on Facebook, a profile picture. And lo and behold, I was right. And you responded to me, um, you were very open, like you legit said, let's connect. And you gave me your phone number. And I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but why were you just so open right off the bat? That's, a good, that's two good questions in a row. You're doing good. That's two good questions. <laughs> You're doing very good. Keep it up. So. Sorry. Uh, now I would say um, you know, a person reaches out to me the way that I'm wired and 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 they say what you said. I'm like, this is family. So while I'm excited, I'm also confused, but I'm like at this stage of my life, like not much could shock me. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, this is this is this is a thing, and in, in, in part, perhaps, like I, I know that I can only imagine you have been praying and and having other people praying and stuff like that, and my heart was just open. I was like, let's let's it's do good. it. And I was like, here's my number and, and, you know, let's get you here and all those things. So, yes. So I'm going to tell that part of the story. I, with, uh, within a month, cause I came in May, like I went up there to see the stranger <laughs> and I met his wife and his kids and I had all of my family that's all in Chicago, they were on standby. Because to them, you were stranger danger. They were like, let us know. We need to come get you the whole time. Um, when I was spending with you, they were texting me constantly, checking. I'm like, I'm good. Like, I'm fine. Everything is, I'm good. But my family was ready. <laughs> <laughs> ready to get this West Side beat down. That's what they, <laughs> that's what they was ready to get. I'm just kidding. No, that's, that's good. Understandably, because, you know, here I am. I'm coming up 
I came by myself. I didn't come with anybody. And to me, the stranger, but it's so funny to hear you say the way that I'm wired. Let me tell you something. DNA is real because mm -hmm. I'm wired the same way. Mm -hmm. My heart would have been open. I would have been confused, but I also would have been excited had the tables been turned. Mm -hmm. And like, what? Because I also, in our messaging, this is how confused you were. You thought I was your older sister. Yes. And in fact, I am his younger sister. There's two yes. years between us. So that's even more confusion. Like, wait, what? <laughs> so I don't know if you know this answer, but how long did it take you to process this? Because that's a lot. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm not done processing it. So mm. it's like taking me a long time because, you know, the way I think now, the way my mindset is, I think family generationally, I know now that a family is like four generations. So I know that somehow I'm connected to not just my children, me, but my grandmother and great. So like four generations, it's always mm -hmm. a connection. And so somehow, some way, um, how we function is kind of integrated. And so I just know that in our bloodline, in our family, that there are some things, there's something called a gen genogram, um, or some people say geneogram. And what it does is take a picture of the family looking at kind of four generations. And one of the things in our family is like, we hide stuff. And so we, we kind of bury and ignore stuff. And so um, I'm trying to just process all that and say, okay, well, that's kind of in our family. And I don't know why and where it came from, just kind of let's, let's deal with it. So I'm still like processing all of the things that are in our bloodline that could have led to something like this. Mm -hmm. And then doing the best that I can to break out of what I can break out of so that it could not be in our family anymore. And that's a trait of most African-American families. Um, if you go back a few generations and, you know, things happen, things like this happen. If what I've learned since, you know, I have found you guys, only the people that were the same age as our mother or older knew about this. Anybody that came after knew nothing such as you. I mean, you were around, but you're too little to remember. And that's what we did. We do things and we sweep it under the rug. We keep it pushing. We don't get any therapy. We don't talk about it. We just keep it pushing. And unfortunately, um, it causes some trauma. And what, um, in, in dealing with this topic of adoption, that word adoption trauma is thrown around a lot and I'm hearing it a lot. And I was just telling Jimmy, I don't feel like I, me personally, I went through the adoption trauma. I'm one of the lucky ones is what I'm beginning to realize. But I believe 
like our mother ex definitely experienced the adoption trauma on the other side of that. And I just, I just know I'm one of the lucky ones because I'm hearing these horrific stories because even for me, you know, I could have ended up in the hands of God only knows who, and it could have been really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I'm still processing it too, but I am, I feel so, so blessed because I do have a relationship. I feel like I tell everybody that I have three sides of the family. I have a mother and my father and I have my biological side and that's really dope. And I actually have a relationship. And what's crazy is that when I'm with you and our younger brother, it's like the, all the pieces to the puzzle connect for me. Mm -hmm. It fits. Um, Y'all, they crack on me just like brothers are supposed to do. He's behaving right now. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just a little just, just a little bit. But it's, and that's, I don't know, I, you know, I wasn't raised with you guys. I didn't even know our younger brother existed until I found you guys. And then to get around you guys, and it's just like, that's just what it's been our whole lives. Is it the same way for you or is it different? Yeah. So once we connected, it was, of course, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be this way and it's not this way for everyone. Um, I've told our story to some as well. And, and there are people that have experienced um, adoption and the dynamics that go with that. And, and so for some, it's not always welcomed. But for us, I felt like it was a click. And then there's no, um, what I would say, we're not forcing it. It's, a, it's, it's, it's literally a click and a flow where you're my sister and your brother, we're connected with family, with blood. We love it. It's cool. Um, yeah, so I would say too, I guess part of it for me as well, personally, the this whole adoption story, part of it for me is really understanding the power of story. So I got a good friend who's a therapist, um, licensed clinical therapist, and he often talks about the power of your story. And so you can create a narrative in your head that is not all factual, but whatever narrative you create in your head will be the thing that dictates your feelings and emotions. And so I just try not to create a story in my head that doesn't benefit me for where mm -hmm. I'm going or trap me in where I was. And so that's why for me with all, and I know we're different, our sides of the table are different. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I try my best, even when I look at our bloodline and the, you know, the, the, the cutoffs and the, 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 the secrecy and the, um, you know, just sins that, that would lead to something like this. When I look at all the negative, I do my best to make sure that I am highlighting the positives because this situation that surrounds both of us being here, our parents, 
were young when our mom was young. So the situation that surrounds it was tough, but we're still here. Mm-hmm. And and so I try to focus more on their strengths but and be aware of their weaknesses <laughs> so that I can try to avoid and again break out of some of that. I just said a lot. I don't know if any of that makes sense. <laughs> it did. No, no, it did. It did. And it, it, it is a lot. Um, the very first piece of information that I ever learned uh, it, for the people, we have not only the same mother, but Terrell and I have the same father as well. So like we like for real, for real, brother and sister. <laughs> and um, I, when I told the story, I did tell um, people that our mother was when she had me 15. But when I found you and then when I got um, in the rest of my information, that's the very first and basically the only information I have about our father was that he was 17. So they were kids with two kids. And I can only imagine that was rough. And like you said, the living situation already wasn't that great. So it made sense to me why um, I was put up for adoption. When I put all that together, I'm like, okay, I get that. I totally get that. But fast forward and I found you guys and I was always very curious about my biological family because I had pieces of my story. Um, Like I've told you before, I I knew you existed since I was about 18. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I always wondered, like you talked about earlier, the gang culture. I was like, I knew that existed. Did he get involved? Did he survive? It's like, you know, what is he like? And let me brag on you a little bit. Oh, Lord, don't do it. I'm doing it. I'm <laughs> doing do it. it. Because the hand that you were dealt and where you are now, look, this man has accomplished more than most with the hand, I mean, and was dealt like the worst hand, like a really bad hand in life. And he has ran his race and is still running his race. So much so that I've had to say, honey, enjoy what you've done. Yeah. Because you are amazing. And between what you're doing in ministry, your books, he's authored two books. Like the stats say you aren't supposed to do any of that. Yeah. And you've done all that and more. And I am very, very proud to sing your praises and tell the world like, Y'all keep your eye on Pastor C. Terrell Wheat. Because <laughs> he's doing some big things. And I'm getting a little choked up. I didn't bought some tissue. You're not going to make me mess up my makeup. <laughs> but just knowing what you have survived and you're still here. And not only are you still here, your wife is amazing. That's my girl. I absolutely love my sister in love. Your kids are doing well. The baby boy just graduated from high school. Congratulations on that. Like y'all, 
have killed the game and still killing the game. And look where you came from. So I think that in itself is inspiration to anybody that's like your hand that you're dealt from birth might be bad, but Terrell is living proof that if you just stay focused, stay with God, and then you get a man like Pastor C. Terrell. Well, you know, I tell you this. um, So when I think about strengths in in a family, and when I think about weaknesses in the family, I think one of the strengths that we both inherited is we fighters. Like, we gonna fight for better. Yeah. Like, and then also, I have to know that by the, again, the grace of God, that everything I have is by the grace of God. And then people like like you, um, you know, others in the family who the cumulative impact of your prayers, like, man, I'm, I'm living on a, as they say, a wing and a prayer. <laughs> and so um, the times you thought about me, the times you said, man, I wonder where my brother is. I wonder if he's okay. God, I want to meet him. God, I want to, you know, I know he's out there somewhere. All of those prayers, all of those thoughts, even the prayers after we met, the encouragement, the words, all of those things together, have played a huge role in me, I guess you would say, overcoming the odds, exceeding what the world might expect. And um, and you're the same. Like you could have folded many times. Yeah. You could have got swallowed up in a story and a narrative that didn't serve you, but you decided not to. And so you could have allowed all type of rejection to set in, abandonment, but you chose to say, okay, God, I see your hand in this and I see why this makes sense because a scenario would have probably been different if we were together. Because I would have probably had to slap somebody and, you know, just all these things, looking off my little baby sister in K-Town, <laughs> West Side of Chicago. So God does all things well. All things. Yeah. All things. Well, I think we can wrap up. Is there anything else you want to add? You want to go ahead and shout out your information and tell the people how to find you? Well, no, I don't want to do that. Um, I mean, I, my name is C. Terrell Week. You can all social media platforms, but... Look, I don't want to do that, but my name is C. Terrell Well, I, was, I, I always have my books sitting by me. That's what I meant. I don't want to do that. But oh. I do want to um, say to you just publicly that I'm super uber proud of you. Thank you. Um, you know, you are one of those people that since I've known you, you step out on water. You say you're going to do some things. You're like an entrepreneur. You started your podcast. You're doing your thing. You got your TikTok. You got your show going. I mean, and so I just say to you, you keep flying. You keep going. I love you. I'm honored and thank God for a, a blood sister and you doing your thing. And even our little brother, like we praying for him and, and you know, we just like, we go, he's a fighter. That's why he fighting. It's in us. And so, um, yeah, just thankful and grateful for you. Appreciate you. Love you. 
excited about what God is doing in your life, what you're doing, how you are rocking and rolling. And so just pray Try many blessings on this yeah. podcast that you help a lot of people that, 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 that the wind of God will get behind you in this podcast, this whole name, and that people will start receiving healing through your words mm-hmm. and your message and your journey and your story. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Adoption Journey podcast. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube and Spotify, all at the Adoption Journey podcast. Take care, family. Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.